after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Good evening, everybody, assuming that you're listening in the evening. Welcome to another edition of After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about commercials. We talk about the best ones. We talk about the worst ones. And we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. Check out these hot riffs. You like Smash Mouth? My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. We're your co-hosts. Hey, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. I am drinking a uh, a weird uh, beverage combo here. Of oh, yeah? Hot tea and a Bloody Mary. So Got your bases covered. Yeah, so a little bit of up, a little bit of down. It's going to be a crazy show. What's coming up today? This is all about you and the Ad Council. It is. Uh, I said uh, at the end of last week's show we were running so long uh, because we had so many commercials from different directors that we didn't really get to talk about a lot of the feedback we've gotten from listeners on the Facebook page and in email um, about the holiday commercials, and there's just such a bounty. This is good. So we're right in holiday season, and we did our official, like, commercial breakdown of the holiday ads that were catching our eye a few weeks ago, and I was worried that maybe we jumped the gun on that. You're saying that like there's some sort of... Is there a pun I'm missing here? Not really. It was just a callback. I We had used a different phrase three weeks ago, which oh. led to a whole conversation about whether or not I'm that not gonna, phrase was... I'm not going to reopen less, that. That's why, yes. So anyway, I was concerned that maybe we were getting rid of uh, all of our holiday programming way too early in the season, but that is apparently not an issue because folks have been posting all kinds of holiday ads to our Facebook page, and I don't check the email. I mean... I check the email all the time, Genevieve, but I can't recall right now. Um, <laughs> have people been emailing us a lot I of I think stuff it's too? become pretty clear what the <laughs> breakdown of responsibility is. If you would give me the password, I would check well, it. Well, uh, you got to prove that you're responsible enough to handle it. <laughs> I did good with the ant farm. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've gotten some good emails and some good Facebook comments. Um, but before we get to the holiday feedback, there is a little matter of the missing whip wop to deal with. <laughs> oh, my whip wop. <laughs> Did somebody find my whip walk? No, so far we well, I don't know. You'll we'll we'll get into that. Um if for for listeners who uh, who listened to last week's show, uh you'll remember that Andrew was a big fan growing up of the uh, Ennio Morricone or Morricone uh, theme music from the uh, the Man with No Name films by it was Sergio one of Leon. the um, it was one of the few vinyl records that we had. Uh, me and my sister used to listen to it. As a matter of fact, I still have it uh, right over there in that ba- that crate of records. Right over there, we had the, it was like a, it wasn't the soundtrack to Just the Good, Bad, and the Ugly, but I think it was like all three movies. Well, we listened to the probably the most famous one, which is um, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Right, and you and you somehow had come to believe over the years that there was a whip wop, and we spent we spent the well the whole song listening for it, uh, and we never came up with it. At a certain point, we got to stop calling this a commercial about or a podcast about commercials. Well, true, but we were we were it was a t- it was tangentially related to the Sergio Leone commercial for uh, uh, Renault, I think. Yeah, yeah, the car. Um, so we got a couple of uh, we got a couple of messages from people about that. Um, we got one from listener Sarah who says, uh, laughing so hard, I started crying at work, listening to the good, the bad, and the ugly theme, waiting for the missing whip wop. Mm. Um, listener Julia, uh, had a similar sentiment. She says, you had me in hysterics while you waited for the whip wop in this week's episode. I was laughing so hard. I was literally crying. 
But a missing whip-wop is no laughing matter. That's what I say. Why is everybody (laughs) laughing at this? Well, Julia Julia goes on. She says, a missing whip-wop is no laughing matter. I can only imagine how I'd feel if I lost my whip-wop. All it takes is for someone to leave the door open, Mm -hmm. and a curious whip-wop will make a dash for it. True. Try putting out some whip-wop food, and maybe we'll come around on its own. Going to get one of those motion sensor cameras. That's right. Yeah, we uh, yeah. Sometimes a whip-wop will be gone for four or five days, but But they're pretty self-sufficient. Yeah, they, they find their way home. The problem is. You know, it's not good for the birds. If no. you have a bunch of whip-wops out there. <laughs> um, the yeah, they're natural enemies. So I was thinking maybe the thing where the thing you were confusing it with. I mean, it's possible that you just imagined this sound, and it was really the more like chanty sound that's in. I might have been exaggerating the chanty sound, but but I listened to the other two movie themes. So for a fistful mm-hmm. of dollars and for a few dollars, I did a little more. clicking around too. I want you to play a, for a few dollars more theme because I think there's a more whip whoppy sound. I'll in bet it. you it's after the show. I was doing something. I'm like, you know what? I don't think it was the main theme. I think it was a different. I think it was a what they would call a deep cut on that record. No, maybe. Um, Why don't we and, get the record uh, let's, out? Let's see. Let's okay. Let's start. Well, I'm gonna hit play on this and then I'll go across. This the is room for a few dollars more. Yeah. There's a lot of boing boings. This. Oh look. Oh yeah. You linked to this on YouTube, and somebody made a weird gif of uh, the man with no name's forehead dancing to this music. <laughs> How far in? Um, I don't know, like a minute. There's a lot of wing-wangs and, bi- and boing-boings to go. <laughs> Those are the natural enemies of the whip <laughs> That's what I think I thought maybe was like the most whip-whoppy. <laughs> it's more chanty. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I can go and... Um, Oh, I never grabbed the record from across the room. Well, let's see what's on the record here. I'll pop this up a little bit. Okay, so I've got the actual... uh, got the actual record here look how old this is i think it's from like my, my parents had this so it's hugo montenegro and his orchestra music from the good the bad and the ugly and a fistful of dollars and a few dollars more is there a chance that is there a chance that hugo montenegro did a bunch of covers of it and that this is i was listening to a specific instrumentation I don't know of these exact songs. I think we'll have to do some. We'll have to do some research here and get our. Um, well, do you want to try to find? Well, these? let me just open. It. I we really got to talk about commercials. Uh, let me just take a look at Hugo Montenegro. It looks like this album might even be on Spotify. So the question is, could it be the instrumentation? The one I grew up with might not have been the same one we were listening. To. 
I I think we found our whip wops. I mean, it's not. Am I justified? Yeah, I mean, it sounds more like whip wop than <laughs> than anything we heard prior to this. I don't think I don't think if you saw it spelled out, it would be spelled out whip wop. But I understand how your young mind might sounds have heard like- it. Sounds like whip wop to me. I, this, is, this is it, though. This is what I was thinking of. At least I don't feel like I'm being gaslighted anymore. We found the whip wops. We found the whip wops. Okay, call off the dogs. All right. So moving on to actual holiday commercials. Whip wops are scared of dogs. <laughs> um, this is from listener Heather, uh, and she writes mid listen to the holiday episode. I had to pull up my favorite holiday commercial of all time. It was on a VHS recording of some Chris. And I don't know if that means that she like got out a VHS and put it on or what. But it was on a VHS recording of some Christmas TV movies we had. I'm not really sure if it holds up. I doubt I'd enjoy it if something like this was made new. But I still watch it every year for the nostalgia. I can't do it without crying when the boy has to go up and bravely sing by himself. So this is a, hall- a Hallmark ad. It's an ad for you know Hallmark... I guess, cards and tchotchkes and whatnot. But it is seriously like a slightly shorter version of a Hallmark holiday movie. I saw you commenting. So this is the one you commented on the Facebook page. You're like, this is not a commercial. This is a Hallmark movie at two minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah, so it's long, but I'll narrate it for us if you want to play it. Sure, yeah. No, I have not watched this yet. It's called Home for the Holidays. It's snowing. The... They're arriving at Grandma's house, like the little boy and the parents. It's not wired. <laughs> yeah, there's no. This was made a long time ago, so there's no discussion of uh, being hooked up. Um, but it's just like, it's like. Uh, oh, it's narrated. That was the time my brother Tom was working in Europe. We hadn't seen him for over a year. Every Christmas, Tom and I used to sing together for the family. I should mention that the voice is an older voice than the kid that we're seeing. So we're seeing a little boy walk around his grandparents' house p- picking things off of the shelves. So clearly this is a memory. This is an adult looking Yeah, back, and the boy is probably, I don't know, eight, nine, nine years old sure, or so. Sure, let's give him nine. I sure missed him. Charlie, the Christmas card came here for you. From Tom. Tommy! Here. That was the year it really snowed. I waited for Tom. Okay, so you know what I'm thinking of right now, right? What? The Folgers crystals. Oh yeah, for the it's, brother to come home. It's, and then... it's very. It's a similar scenario, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And I waited. Aunt Nell and the rest of the family barely made it through. No son of Tom. The roads are getting pretty bad. That was the longest day I can remember. Dinner came and it went. Still no Tom. Look at the presents. Yeah. Can I open this one? Open this Like, it just goes on and on. Tom, He's just standing by the window waiting for his older brother to arrive. Isn't time for some music, no? Charlie. I felt very lonely standing there all by myself. Oh, now he's got to sing. Oh, the stars are brightly shining. 
So little boy, little nine-year-old boy is putting on a show. There's somebody playing live piano for him, like an ant or something. And he's performing for the, which for the he, whole house. Which he normally has done with his brother, Tom. Oh, his grown-up brother, Tom. Oh. Who I guess I haven't seen since last Christmas. Okay. All right. This is emotional. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Can you just pause for a sec? Yeah, of course. The- While the little boy is singing, his mother and her father and mother are sitting on the couch watching him. And his mother has her father's hand in like a death grip. Oh. It's so weird to me. It's like a really weird... It's like she's nervous for him to be singing by himself. But if oh she, yeah, you're right. It looks like she's like she's a first time flyer. It, yeah, but it honestly is like, what are the stakes here? Like, it's just a little kid's either either he doesn't want to sing, so don't make him, or it's just family sing along time, and the stakes it couldn't be lower, honestly. And the commercial treats it like it's life and death. Yeah, there's a still shot here I'm looking at of. Um, the three adults watching this kid sing, the woman on the left looks just utterly heartbroken. Like she's watching somebody kill a, a, a million whip whops. <laughs> and then the the father in the middle, or I guess the grandfather, father in the middle, looks just kind of stern and unhappy. And then the the mom is gripping his hand, like you say, in an utter death grip. So yeah, stakes is high at this holiday For no season. reason that I can discern. Okay, now behind Uh-oh. the little boy, the front door is opening. Uh-oh. His, his dad sees Tom's there. He says, Tom, like, motions to be be quiet. His older brother's a hunk. The weary world rejoices For yonder breaks A new and glorious morn Oh, there's not a dry eye in the house no. when he shows up and he starts singing with his brother. He's a little good on the little boy for not missing I was, a beat. I was going to say, this kid is like a solid performer. Yeah. He, he never, he doesn't even miss a beat. He just looks up in happiness. A wish that all our families can be together this Christmas. I'm glad I had a happy ending. I was scared that it was just going to end just very sad. Right. As, just like wait, he what? never showed up and then actually never showed up again. It doesn't seem like something that, like the way that Hallmark would end. <laughs> you don't think so? You don't think so? Like you're watching this as Anybody can like I wonder how this know, is gonna right? end. I'm on the edge of my seat. Will the brother show up? Yeah, that's what's so funny about it is like they the commercial seems to do a lot to try to raise the stakes. Even right. if, in a situation where even if he doesn't show up, the stakes aren't really that high. Right. No, little boy's gonna be sad. Builds character. I guess so. It would be funny though, yeah, if just kind of like then suddenly aliens bomb the shit out of the house right so i had never seen that thank you heather for uh bringing it to our attention um i get why that would be particularly if it's something that you grew up with it would be something that's nostalgic right. for you watching it as someone who doesn't have an emotional connection to it i just think it's hilarious like it feels so dated from everything from the way that the stakes are kind of set up to tom's hideous winter white turtleneck sweater it's very thick it looks very warm i mean i'm just waiting for the sequel where they make coffee together the next morning it really does yeah take a page from folgers (laughs) let me ask you a quick personal question um did you have to do anything like that when you were a kid like that's a very uh foreign idea to to me for an experience that like now it's time for this part of the tradition where the kids put on a performance i know there were times where me and my sister like would 
we had a whole big box of like dress up clothes down in the basement. We'd put on a bunch of stuff and maybe try to make the adults laugh. But it wasn't kind of like, and now it's time for the Christmas song. Um, well, I think that it was more the other way around where my sister and I, probably led by me, were like, it's time for you to watch us do a show. And I'm sure my parents were like, oh, God. All right. right. Let's just get through it. Right. We probably drove them to drink. Um, yeah, we ha- I had a real show off demon growing up, um, and so I'm sure that I subjected my family to more performances than they care to remember. All right. Okay, All right. moving on. This is from listener Patricia, um, and she says, I'm quite enjoying the edible arrangements ads like this one. Hmm. Have you seen this yet? Have, have. you watched all these? I'm really going into this blind. Um, so anything anything we need to set up here? Um, it's an office Christmas party, and a woman whose name is Jan, as you will hear, uh, is walking through the office carrying an edible arrangements. You know, it's like the fruit with the chocolate sure. dip thing. It looks like yeah. kind of a bouquet. Carrying an edible arrangements through the office. And as she walks, um, it's getting people's attention. Okay. Jan. 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 Edible arrangements brings everyone together. Stop in or order online. It's very simple. It's very cute. Yeah, it's like is that? I don't know if you even know if it's ten seconds long. What's great about it is at the end they're all kind of gathered around her chanting Jan. And she seems kind of bemused for most of it until the very end when she kind of gets into it and, like, gives herself a little up. <laughs> yeah, that is cute. I just rewatch it. That's good. All right. Uh, moving on. This is from listener Robert. Earlier today, I was working from home and my wife, Sam, was in the living room enjoying an extended holiday weekend off. Out of nowhere, I hear a very loud laugh followed by, you have to see this commercial. Quick Googling led us to this, a Christmas-themed commercial for Temptations Cat Treats the very brand preferred by our beloved Cupcake. Uh, I'm going to assume that that's their cat. Yep. Uh, I think Sam's response was... Or they feed their child Cupcake. <laughs> and, uh, I almost said edible arrangements. Temptations. I think Sam's response was spot on, and I imagined um, she would submit this herself if she listened to any podcasts. Uh, alas, she is a self-declared Luddite. Sam, give us a try. We're very low-tech. Yeah, just... Just call us on the phone. We'll just entertain you for a half hour. We'll do it live. So I think this is a Temptations ad that I've seen. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the one I've I've seen before, and I, I think it is a really it's a great one. It it's um, you start with sort of an empty white room, and there's a big white drop cloth over some big object that we can't see. Now, now the drop cloth is pulled up to reveal a bunch of Christmas of Christmas trees and toys. And train sets. It looks like a Christmas wonderland. And what we notice is there's a bunch of little windows built into the walls of this room. Little and, cat doors. And little, oh, little cat doors. And the cats all are now looking at this wonderland through these little cat door windows. There's turkey. There's food. It's like a cat, a cat dream come true of things to destroy. Ooh, a little train going through Now they're trying to get through the doors, but they haven't unlocked them yet. (laughs) Oh, my God. I got to say, this is the first time I've seen this. As of right now, this is good as far as building suspense. I just am dying for them to release these cats on this stuff. (laughs) Then the the lights go green. Like, maybe 50 cats run into this room and start just destroying the shit out of it. (laughs) They are having a blast. There's kittens everywhere. It's great. 
Now, what you just heard was the shaking of the Temptations bag out of frame, off camera, and they all go running out of this room of delights to go get to the Temptations bag. That is bag. such a good ad because it speaks to cat owners so much that that sh- yeah. sound like they never show the bag being shaken. They That's never right. show the bag at all until the very still shot at the end. Just that sound, though, we all know that sound. In fact, I uh, a friend of ours who's also a cat owner whose cat is trying to lose some weight, or who he's trying to get the cat to lose some weight, was telling us that a thing he does when the cat wants a treat is. Uh, he shakes the Temptations bag. Oh, right. Yeah. But he pulls out just like a little piece of food from the food bowl. From the bowl that the cat was already supposed to eat. It was, also, was already supposed to eat and gives her the food, like the little food nugget, whatever. Um, and But shakes the bag. And so she, her brain thinks she's getting a treat. That's what I always wondered about <laughs> treats. Because you give the cats What's treats. The I don't really give the cats treats. And I'm just kind of like, they just want to be fed at it's an psychological. Odd, odd time. Yeah, yeah. I think they enjoy the like... I don't know. I enjoy it. But yeah, we do. I do the little shaky sound and they mm-hmm. come running. Mm-hmm. All right. What else we got? This was one that was brought to our attention by listener Emmy. And actually, by coincidence, somebody that I work with uh, was didn't even know that we did a podcast about this. She just thought it was interesting and sent it around to a couple yeah. of us. Um, this is one that's getting a lot of press. It's kind of one of those, you know, every year there's a commercial or two that just kind of brings people to tears and people find really moving. Um and the Chevy, is, the Chevy truck ones do that to me, <laughs> right? Um, and she's and it's, it's it is a really good one. It's from Polish TV. And um, quick language warning: um, they do use the F word, which apparently you can just say on regular Polish TV. Wait, so is this all in the in in the language, the Polish language? Well, I'll have to narrate it because there's you'll hear some language, but I'll narrate it so you'll understand why you're what what you're hearing and why there's English in it. Okay, all right. So this is this is another kind of this, it looks like this is about 3 minutes long or something like it's that. It's a this long is, one. Okay. Yeah, it's one of these sort of it's more <laughs> or as this or as this um video player says it's 2 minutes and 60 seconds long, <laughs> which I'll just call 3 minutes. Yeah. Oh, uh, isn't there a Polish joke in there somewhere? Oh, let's not make it. I am I am 50% Polish and quite proud of it. So All I'm right. allowed to I'm allowed to make fun of my own peeps. Well, if you're smart enough to figure out a Polish joke, uh, let us know. <laughs> That's how you do a Polish joke. So there's an a elderly man looking out of his window. He has a dog. He's, He's a very dapper looking elderly man. He reminds me of Fraser Crane's dad, maybe. <laughs> maybe a little bit more dapper than that. Uh, he's ordered a package that's arrived. Uh, and I should say it comes from Allegro, which is uh, like the Polish eBay, basically. So that's what oh, this okay. is an ad for. Um, and what he gets out of this English box. for beginners. English for beginners. Now he's going to teach himself English using uh, using these books and, and things. I am, you are, he, she, it is. He's labeling things all over his apartment uh, or house. Dog. With sticky note. With sticky note. <laughs> a sticky note that says dog on his dog. You are, he, she, it is. Robert. I am. Hi. Can you show me the way to the beach? Towel. Breakfast. Fork. This is just this Knife. is an ongoing montage over Bread. months of him learning. I love you. <laughs> you are perfect. He's on the bus now, and some woman thinks he's hitting on her. I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> 
He's talking to a rubber duck in the tub. It's so weird to hear somebody say that on like a commercial. I thank you. He's getting another package now. Sleepers, toothbrush, passport, pyjamas. Pyjamas. Be good dog. There's a woman there to look after his dog while he's away. He's packed up his suitcase. He's heading out. Hi. I am. Hi. I am. Big trip. He's arriving somewhere. I'm going to guess an English-speaking country. Yeah. Dropping him off outside of a front door. It's his son. And there's a little boy. So it's his son and his wife, and, and they have a and little, their little son. Hi. I am your grandpa. I think that's a little girl. You think it's a little girl? I think so. Oh, well, whatever. It's, it's, it's a real little kid. It's a little kid. Oh, that's nice. Isn't so that he's nice? learning he's learning English so he can talk to his grandkid. Yeah, and I think it's worth noting that the child is bi- biracial. That the son, this is the that the old man and the son are white. Right. Um and the son's uh, wife and the mother of the child is black, mm-hmm. and um, it's, it, it adds like a slight, a slight, a slight other dimension to it. I think like here's this kind of old right. guy living this, you know, very uh, traditional life somewhere, and he he travels. He leaves his he leaves Poland to come to London, presumably or England, and uh, and meet his grandchild and he's like gone to a lot of trouble to to make a connection i know that this would have been very different like you're gonna think i'm joking of course i'm of course i'm i realize why this wouldn't work but i'm also being somewhat serious when i say how much better would this commercial have been if it's building to this very emotional climax we start to realize when the door opens up that you know what's going on here we see the little kid come out the grandfather stoops down looks at the little kid and says I'm going to I'm, fucking I'm, kill I'm you. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> How great would that have been? Like, I honestly think that you could have still kind of sort of gotten the point across without being quite so sappy. Like, if well, you're going to be saying that anyway. That's really, I don't know. This one, you know, I, I had talked about that Frankie's Christmas one and how I didn't, it didn't make me kind of get emotional because I could feel the mechanics of it working too hard. And I'll be the first to admit this one works just as hard and it's just as calculated. But something about it to me is very moving. Mm-hmm. It was pretty moving. It was really well shot. I like it. Um, I think uh, you had one here from uh, Rob. Is that what's next? Yeah, this is from listener Rob. And um, this is we had talked about there's always one ad that that Marks and Spencer does in the UK. Oh, that's kind of like yeah. their big holiday extravaganza. I think last year... When we talked about this, it was the one Mog's Christmas about the cat that like sets the house on fire. Oh, is that it? Are they the same ones though that did the Man on the Moon and the girl gets a telescope? and yes. she communicates with a man on the I'm moon. I'm pretty sure I'd have to. So it's like a, it's a fancy department store, right? Yeah, yeah. In London or all over the country, maybe. Yeah, it's it's an English depa- it's an English I think department store is right okay. um, retailer anyway, uh, and they do a big Christmas ad every year. It's a kind of a big tradition. So this is their 2016 entry. Um, 
it is uh this is from what rob says is i received this link from a canadian friend uh it's for a very entertaining christmas christmas commercial it's shown in canada and i assume britain so that must be mns must be in canada as well um this version is three minutes long, and the only time the sponsor is referenced is at the very end. Um, so keep in. So again, it's kind of like that. Kind of like we were saying with H and M, what they were trying to do with their train. Yeah, their Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson yeah. ad. It's more about like building brand awareness and and goodwill, and they're not trying to sell you any particular thing. And in fact, they don't really even connect the story to the their purpose or their product. And I, I guess that Marks and Spencer has built, you know such a tradition by doing this year in and year out h&m is maybe trying to start who knows how long it'll go on but maybe they're going to try and start to do the same thing so that they're associated with it like marks and spencer you and i only have to explain it because we're here in the states right. we don't understand what the tradition is but like yeah they basically make three minute very elaborate probably overly sentimental movies yes. and just throw their name at the end of it and everybody knows that's a marks and spencer spencer tradition and h&m is uh was not is not an american retailer they're in america now but they I want to say started out as a either I want to say either German or British and I don't remember. Oh, that's right because there was a time when you were always kind of waiting for yes. H and M to come to whatever market we were living in, like Boston. I remember yes. said when uh, Boston first had their first H and M. Um, I was looking up their uh, their origin here. So did you want – while I look this up, did you want to um, watch this whole uh, three-minute thing? Do you want to describe it? What, what yeah, do why don't we watch it? It's a cute little movie. Okay. It looks like it's uh, Swedish. Oh, H&M Swedish. Swedish. Um, okay. So this is, uh, this is the M&S 2016 Christmas movie. It's called Christmas with Love from Mrs. Hot Claus. Cheese and pickle. So you got Mrs. Claus uh, sending Santa Claus off to his big night of she's delivering packages. Do, right. um, she's like, uh, she's kind of like a. She's pretty much a modern woman. She's pretty modern looking. She's wearing like a big cable knit sweater. She's attractive, but well, you know, kind of almost old enough to be married to Santa Claus. Yeah. And then he takes off in a very traditional sleigh with the reindeer, and then she goes back inside. Yeah, she looks very modern. She's going through and reading his mail. She got one letter that was to her. So this is from a little boy who's always fighting with his bigger sister. Oh, okay. So here, I'll go back a little bit so we can hear his whole letter. And so while um, Mrs. Claus is reading this letter, we're seeing uh, flashes of him writing it and examples of what's going on at home. I have a big sister called Anna who is tall and sometimes angry. Dad! Dad! I also have a dog called Tiger who loves eating things. Kill Tiger! Stop! Stop! I'm sorry. So he allowed the dog to eat his sister's favorite shoes. Okay, now things are getting pretty modern. So, am I understanding this plot correctly? This is the first time I've seen it. So, the boy is calling on Mrs. Claus's help to replace that sneaker because now it's an emergency situation. So, now suddenly, this old-style kind of cabin that um, they both live in together, the Clauses. Mm-hmm, at the um, North Pole. Uh, suddenly, it's becoming kind of high-tech. We're seeing a radar Right. Scene. She's got, like, um, some sort of, like, spy... 
you know, panels moving aside and right. like a, there's all this high tech stuff that she secretly seems to have. It almost feels a little Wes Anderson-y at this point. So just for a second, I saw a couple of shots of... Okay, yeah, whatever. I guess. You don't have to go with me on that one. Okay. So now she's all dressed up in red, and she's got a red snowmobile. Yeah. She- oh, and she's got a red helicopter. I'm I'm with Mrs. Claus. <laughs> she's a clilf. <laughs> so now her red helicopter is um, flying to London. She's piloting it. Uh, she touches down. Uh, she's, like, kind of baffled by the... Uh, or she's kind of flummoxed by the chimney, so she just forgoes the chimney and comes in the front door, it looks like. She's eating the little pies that were left for her. The family did not awaken when she landed a helicopter in their front yard, nope. so that's amazing. <laughs> now it's Christmas morning in that family's house. Alright, come on! To Anna, Jake wanted you to have this with love, Mrs. Claus. Little girl's about to open the package. I assume the shoe is going to be in there. Jake. Oh. It's a new pair of shoes. You might think I don't like my sister very much, but I do. I love her a lot. And I want her to be happy at Christmas. Love Jake. Age six but seven in two weeks. So now Santa's back and Mrs. Claus pretends like she puts all of her stuff away and pretends like she's just been reading on the couch all night. Merry Christmas. How was your night? Were you know? Quiet. <laughs> How did that get there? Well, it wouldn't be fun if you knew all my secrets. And she's left a present for Mr. Claus, for Santa Claus, underneath the, their tree. Oh. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's very, you know, it's interesting. It kept my attention. Um... But I don't know. I found the boy a little treacly. Yeah, I mean, all of this is a little. I mean, all of it's a little treacly, right? Yeah, there's not. Yeah, there's not a huge range of things you can do with the with the Christmas movie. It always has to end, or you know, the Christmas little mini mini movie. I mean, fundamentally, the H and M commercial ends in the same way, right? Like, right. You get a little. A kid gets a a Christmas surprise. Right. Right. I mean, right. now I'm with you. Now I just want to see one where someone says, "I'm gonna fucking kill you." <laughs> To a kid on Christmas. <laughs> I now I what I want to see is the follow up where the parents do an investigation to like who this Mrs. Claus is. I know. Like uh, those parents are like, well, wait a second. I do think it's we know a thing or two about Santa Claus, <laughs> and we had nothing to do with this ourselves. Yeah. So maybe it's time to sit down with little what's his name, Jake. Jake. Yeah. Sit down with little Jake and talk about Stranger Danger. Absolutely. Well, it is interesting because the way the parents are shot, it's they're very. It's a totally. There's not a. It's not really that whimsical the way their house mm-hmm. is shot it's not particularly magical so from their perspective or the way they are they are shown it is very literal like somebody came in right. ate some cookies and left a present in their house that they don't have any knowledge of right did they wake up at some point because usually they would probably i mean are we allowed to talk about this or you know like you have to worry about <laughs> kid like ruining With, without getting too without getting too detailed at usually, a certain, a usually parents point. are aware of who's in their house at night on right. Christmas. Who's eating the cookies right. and whatnot. So yeah, they it's a it's a strange sort of like, oh well, I guess it's just magic. Right. Or like I say, we just don't see what happens next, which is we see alarm in the parents' faces and they start asking some tough questions and maybe even calling some neighbors and uh maybe try to get to the bottom of this. Well, it's actually a pretty good transition to our next set of ads here. Um 
with this was I think I said on the last uh, or in the holiday episode, don't anybody send me uh, it, like Christmas commercials about people who get cars with big bows on oh, them. Yeah, those make me crazy. I think a number of ads, another a number of uh, uh, brands have done that sort of idea. Lexus has probably. I think Lexus is probably one of the ones that's really famous for doing mm-hmm. it. Um, Lexus is doing a whole campaign this year um, that I think is interesting based uh, uh, in, in light of what we just said about the parents being kind of like seemingly unaware of, you know, like is, is, is Santa really coming into our house or not? Yeah. Um, so uh, listener Jack Hay sent us this and she said, speaking of stupid Christmas car commercials with the dumb red bow, can someone explain this one to me, please? Um, so why don't you play this one? This is a whole... So this is Lexus, a December to remember. Yeah, and it's part of a series um, and they all have basically the same punchline uh, or, or you know, riff or whatever. But this first one is called Auntie. Um, why don't you play that one? Okay. Hey. Hi. Where's Aaron? Uh, with my sister. But she hates kids. Okay, once more. Lexus RCF. In. Okay, I just want to explain what we're seeing. So that that conversation we just saw was clearly between a couple who have a little girl, and they were just talking in the kitchen. And then uh, when the wife says, "But she, your sister hates kids," we cut to a close up of the of the sister. I guess they're at a mall. Somewhere. They're at a mall at a, like at a mall Santa. Okay. The aunt, the sister who hates kids, is um, kind of glamorous looking. She's very polished. A little severe, maybe. Uh, I don't know if I'd call her severe, but like you know, I'm going to get out of the habit of trying to describe how yeah. women look on this show. Um, she's just she's she's very polished looking, um, and she's there with her niece, who was actually made up in a very similar way. So the two of them are sort of a, a match set, and they're clearly having a conversation where the little girl is being asked to memorize the details of this Lexus that the aunt wants for Christmas so she can go deliver that message to Santa. Oh, okay. And then as she she remembers it or or learns it, the aunt slips her some cash. Okay. Okay, once more. Lexus RCF. In? Ultra white. With? Premium package. Santa Claus. (laughs) And now, I will say this. I do not like this campaign. Oh, then there's the big bow on the car at the end. So I do not like this campaign. And I will, uh, spoiler alert, tell you that the joke in every one of them is an adult uh, sort of inserts horns in on a child's communication with Santa. Do we have the, the Skype one here? I've seen the Skype one on TV. I didn't include that one, but yeah. There's, there's one where there's a little kid talking to Santa on Skype, which I'm not exactly sure how that works. Right, and Santa's um, actually like, you know, on screen. Right, and the little kid is saying, I want, uh, you know, whatever, 2016 December to remember Lexus or whatever. Yeah. And, and Santa's like, well, what kind of features do you want? And then the father like kind of sticks a stuffed animal from the screen and starts rattling off a bunch of features. And yeah. Voice. So it's all of these um, communications between children and Santa where the parents insert themselves so they can tell Santa that they want a Lexus, um, which I just even like this one, this one with the aunt and the daughter kind of the girl's performance really saves it is amazing. Yes. Can we just talk about this part here. 
Santa Claus. <laughs> oh my gosh, she nails she, that. She like, nails so, so, that like, thing that people do at, when like they, at a holiday party. At a holiday Andrew party. Walsh. Andrew Walsh. I oh. haven't seen you in a hundred oh years. Oh my god, and this is like a little girl. That is, boy, get her and your boy Thomas Barbosa yes. into, a, into a sitcom together. Yeah. So what, this, we should figure out who this little girl is because she's yeah, uh, she's yeah. one to watch. Um, and so then you know, finally, the the last bit of the commercial is um, the the parents, the little girl, and the aunt. Uh, stepping outside, and everyone's surprised to see this beautiful Lexus uh, with a big bow big on top. Red bow on top, which yeah. is sort of just like, I guess it's just a joke. I, of course, it's just a joke. Like, obviously, people who buy Lexuses know that Lexi <laughs> know that there there are you know an adult has to go buy a Lexus right. for another adult. So I don't know. I like I just find that whole idea of like buying people cars for Christmas. And the 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 expectation that these luxury car companies set that that's like a thing you should be doing kind of gross. Yeah. See, I'm. Are you not able to separate the idea of getting somebody a car for Christmas? Is this almost like? And I'm not saying this to be mean or something. Do you, is this a class thing, sort of, or is it actually a com, actually a commercial critique? I mean, it might be a. It, it may be a, an issue. It may be a class issue for me, but. It's the level of enti- it's the okay here's what I think it is. Even though commercials for Christmas stuff or your holiday ads for stuff are inherently about materialism. Mm-hmm. There's a way that some retailers do it in which it feels like it's more about the the thought that counts mm-hmm. and the way that Lexus in particular and luxury cars in general do this thing of like get somebody a, a Lexus for Christmas, it feels so unabashedly about the value of the object and so unabashedly materialistic. And it's mm-hmm. like, it just, it, it completely does away with anything about the holiday being anything more than give me more stuff. Right. Um, by the way, the actors and actresses are not listed in the iSpot commercial. I'm surprised. Usually iSpot yeah. uh, is a, iSpot.tv is a great place to go and learn more about commercials. In this particular case, it just says kind of N-A. I would love to figure out if anybody can help us with that or we can maybe look it up for next week too. I'd love to find out who that little actress is and see if there's a, a um, see if like I love doing that thing where we figure out oh they've also been in these right. once you, you kind of spot little talent yeah, like and that, you can realize oh they've been in all of these other things too you know if I haven't said this on the show before uh, Thomas Barbosa has a sitcom now Thomas Barbosa was a guy early on like episode two or three of this show we got obsessed with he is in a couple of commercials he was He's Peter Pan in the Geico that's commercial. the main one that you've probably seen if you've seen the Peter Pan Geico commercial it's like the the class reunion and Peter right. Pan hasn't aged a bit and he's a jerk he's also we realize we've been watching the um, the TV kind of sequel prequel to Wet Hot American Summer he plays one of the boys in that, which I'm sure you probably have already mentioned on the show. Yeah, we, and we've, we've um, kind of gone over his resume, but I think he really is going to be someone that um, potentially could be kind of like a Seth Green who becomes mm-hmm. famous, you know, start, has a career that spans multiple yeah. decades. Yeah, you said he's got a sitcom. Do we know much about the sitcom that he's in? It's called The Mick. It's starting in February, I think, of this year. It stars Caitlin, I want to say Caitlin Olsen, the woman from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, right, D. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D. Do we want to watch any of these other Lexus commercials? I got to say, man, that that little girl saying Santa Claus, like that really got me. It that is it. great. It saves this particular one. So yeah. let's go look at some other ones that I don't think have... You're going to really G it up on this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
exactly. These are all G's. Okay, this one is called Forgery. It starts with a little girl sitting at a kitchen table writing a letter to Santa. <laughs> he makes the E a little twisty. Oh, no, sorry. I'm, okay. I, I stand corrected. Uh, uh, let's see here. It starts with a couple of parents writing a letter in crayon. Yeah, they're sorry. They're sitting at their dining room table, or they're sitting at their coffee table, gleefully writing a letter to Santa, but pretend like doing it in the way that would make it look like it was from a child. And, and it looks like the kid's about to catch him. And the kid walks in on them. <laughs> he makes the E a little twistier. What's going on? Nothing. Dear Santa, I want a Lexus RX F Sport with the huge nav screen and a puppy. Yeah. If you're going to wish, the kid says, "And a and a puppy." And that's their big tagline. If you're going to wish, wish big. And then at the end, we see they got the car and the puppy. So yeah. he's kind of like saying, hey, listen, I got you guys in the palm of my hand. I caught you doing something. Right so. now. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get a taste. Yeah. I got to get my beak wet. <laughs> I got to get my snout wet. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Do dogs have snouts, noses? I don't know. Whatever. You know, like, okay, this is a this one where I'm, I, I think it's probably reasonable to say that I'm being a little grinchy about the whole thing. It, what really rubs me the wrong way is this just, it seems... really crassly materialistic to me and i know that it's all that ultimately Mm -hmm. but i like i don't want to i don't want to be i don't want to have it shoved in my face i don't want to confront it so sorry lexus right so see i actually kind of i don't know i think that one with the little girl kind of got me in a good mood so i'm (laughs) much more forgiving (laughs) of these santa claus santa claus now here's the last one it's called santa letter this one there's a mom making a sandwich in the kitchen boy these kitchens are beautiful by the way these people live people have to be rich they can afford live in beautiful houses oh look at that they even have the the nice track lighting, but then they also you can see they have like an exhaust fan above the entire kitchen island. Can we just do a podcast about <laughs> kitchens that I want? Sure. Um, and sitting at the table is an adorable little girl um, writing a... I assume she's writing a letter to Santa? Yes. It's called Santa Letter. I've been a very good girl this year. I would like a... Le- Lexus. Lexus. G... No, GSF. Let mommy help. GSF. With Mark Levinson's sound. She just takes over writing the letter. If you're going to wish, wish big. Like that one isn't isn't that one especially off-putting because she really hijacks her kid's experience. Yeah, kind of pushes a kid out of the way and then finishes writing the letter and then sprinkles some uh, glitter on. And I think that's part of it too for me is like uh, you know a good holiday ad I think will actually make you feel warm feelings about family and they will use that in service maybe of selling a product. But this to me. It's all about conflict between families so that parents can like get their paws on a new car at the expense of their children's experience of the holidays. I know I'm being very <laughs> pedantic and grinchy about it, but that's how it makes me feel. I, uh, I was about to make I was about to take this to race town. So I was like, also, apparently there is, there Lexus, is a one black family. Actually, I, and then I just discovered there there is this is a uh, mall Santa. This is it looks like an African-American kid sitting on Santa's lap. <laughs> So what would you like? Can I have a 2017 Lexus LX570? The dad is waiting in line. And he's like 21 in shallow feeding him the line. And dual screen. That kid is so adorable, though. They got some pretty good kid actors. I don't like actors. you liking these. 
I only like the two. Those two kid <laughs> actors are good. That little kid in that, in that one, he pulls it off. I think kid actors are a di- are, are not a dime a dozen. The opposite, they're hard to come. They by. are hard to come. And by. I think that these commercials are asking them to do something a little bit subtle. I don't yes. think the kid who wants the puppy is doing much. He's, but um, that little kid does a lot with his face. So yeah. anyway, I'll I'll take the kids' performances over it. Also, I don't know. Maybe it, we just did a whole show of like real treacly things, and I don't want to be the Grinch about it. But I'm glad that somebody's putting a little bit of a a humor with a tiny bit of an edge on it. I guess so. I wish it was in service of something that didn't end with a luxury car with a big bow on it. <laughs> oh, man. You're not going to like what I got oh, you man. People, for Christmas. The people's revolution, man. It's coming. Uh, right, right outside of our rented apartment, you're going to wake up on Christmas morning and there's going to be a, a Lexus in the neighbor's driveway. We did, because we did we have, have somebody one. on our Facebook page say... Uh, I might hate those ads, but I wouldn't. It wouldn't stop me from running outside in my pajamas if <laughs> right. I saw a car with a bow outside, I'm a bow to on think. top of it's it. It's so weird. I don't know if I would have. The, I'm not a luxury car guy. I'm trying to think what would be the most exciting thing if suddenly it was like in my driveway or in my home that I would just like flip out about. I'm not sure. Like it, it certainly wouldn't be a, like a luxury car, if yeah. anything. And I know you're more of a you're more of a hot rodder anyway. And I, yeah, I, think I mean, I, you know, if there was, some we're sort of actually like really cool, we have one too many cars right now. Right, so that a huge car. Family. We're not a really car. We're not really a car family. Although you really do have a soft spot for like the older you get, the more you want a hot rod. Yeah, well, I would. You know, I, I do have sort of a soft spot for like a Challenger or yeah. something. That would be amazing. But you know, living here in Seattle. Um, as I said, like we, we have too many cars as it is. Like we, we use public transportation all the time. So, um, I don't know, I guess just a copy of like Karl Marx or something with a big red bow on it. No, no. I got you a giant orca car. (laughs) You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Is it okay that I hit the music that I really wanted to, uh, underscore my joke? I wanted to. I want an exclamation point on my joke. An orca card, by the way, is... It's a bus pass. It's a bus pass in Seattle. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in once again. Happy holidays. I think this will be our last show before the actual Christmas holiday. I think you are right. As a matter of fact, we need to figure out what we're doing for the next show yeah, because we're going to be in Atlanta. We will. Do we need to take a holiday break? Are we allowed to do that? Are we allowed to have this conversation on the air? Let's not solve this on the air. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we solve that one on the air. Uh, so happy holidays to everybody. Um, if you please, please keep coming to the Facebook group. It's after these messages uh, on on Facebook. It's the group, uh, not the page. We are at After These Messages Show at gmail.com, and our voicemail, as always, is 607 444 5597.